Welcome to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast, hosted by award-winning television director, documentary filmmaker, author, and speaker, Craig D. Forrest. Join Craig for the next few minutes as he interviews leaders, artists, and creatives about trends and insights shaping our digital world and faith-based media. This podcast is produced and brought to you by Matchstick Media International. Now, here's Craig. Great guest on our podcast today, Arnold Lenz, who's president of Coicom based in Latin America. Let me ask you this. Um, you've seen a lot of changes in the last few decades when it comes to digital media and churches and ministries using media, whereas maybe they didn't 30 years ago or was very rudimentary. What kind of things are you seeing in present day with media, especially like church media and uh and pastors embracing it, and 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 what are the, what are the challenges, and maybe what are some of the successes? Yeah, we know it's an explosion of media everywhere, and obviously Latin America is not foreign to that. You know, when we started Coicom, which is um, as you mentioned, um, uh, we, we in 1992, there were perhaps something like 700 Christian radio stations, primarily radio throughout Latin America. Uh, television was not on the radar or very, very little. And uh, over the course of the last, you know, 20, almost 30 years, uh, we've seen an explosion in, in media use. Now, what added to this obviously came the pandemic last year, which really forced all churches to look beyond the four walls sure. and, and how to connect with members and, and to continue doing, uh, to feel fulfilling the Great Commission. So what we've been talking and saying and equipping and training for years and trying to mobilize pastors, all of a sudden now they, are, they find themselves that that's the only way basically to connect and to use media as a tool. So what, what uh, suffice to say that when we started like 30 years ago, if you look now, you, you'd find probably upwards four or 5,000 Christian radio stations in Latin America, and um, probably, uh, I'd say, at least 1,000 uh, media, church media, uh, digital media, or television, or online television uh, use of, uh, of audiovisual. So that in itself creates an, an opportunity. Whereas before we did not have access to media, you know, to uh, in, in Latin America, Craig, in order to get a radio station license, you need to go through a lot of red tape and, and bureaucracy from governments, papers and papers. And, and then eventually you need to possibly, probably have to pay under the table, you name it. All, all of the scenarios are very different, different and difficult. But nowadays we have the opportunity of media, which is so readily available and cheap, if you will, uh, you know, uh, to use. But now comes another challenge, and the challenge is content. How do you create good content? How do you, uh, you know, uh, survive the media jungle and be able to, uh, to cut through with, with the message, with the, the content that is really relevant and purposeful? Great. And so we find ourselves now in a second stage of, uh, 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 of a new scenario that we did not have before. 
whereas we didn't have uh, opportunities to use media, now we have uh, uh, you know the, the the greatest opportunity ever. Right. But now we're training on content. How do we connect with people through that? Mm-hmm. Right. And part of that, uh, you know, aren't, to the listeners uh, across the world that are joining us for the podcast, Arnold and I know each other very well after, oh gosh, I think 2007 was the first time I came. Mm-hmm. And that was Cartagena, uh, Colombia, mm-hmm. on an invitation from a great colleague uh, named Stan Jeter. And Arnold and I and his lovely wife, Sigrid, and uh, Richard, Ricardo, his son, and Rebecca, I know probably a little better, his, his daughter, um, mm-hmm. you, you've really seen a lot. I mean, things, things are changing faster. In 20 years ago, it would be one thing, 10 years ago, five years ago, but in the last couple of years, I think the speed of media has uh, gone faster. It's sped up in the sense of now with smartphones, computers, uh, tablets, uh, and such, you, you can be on somebody's screen very quickly, but how are you going to grab their attention? And I think that's part of what you're also talking about. How do you uh, create programs and clips and content that engage people? What's, what's the challenge there, Arnold? I, I think the challenge is training and the challenge is a different way of thinking. Um, you know, Latin Americans by in general, uh, and that probably uh, would apply to the global South, uh, meaning uh, Africa, Latin America, and Asia, and uh, South Asia. Uh, we, we are excellent in copying. Uh, I, I always you know, say that we are pirates by excellence, if you ah. will, by copying yeah. everything that, you know, North America or Europe or anyone of first or second world uh, will do. But that doesn't help necessarily. I mean, it gives great ideas, but it doesn't connect people locally, you know, culturally relevant and so forth. And so what we require and what we're trying to do is, you know, train pastors and churches and, and communicators and media uh, to, uh, to do it in a, in a way that will connect with the local people. And unfortunately, you know, this is an interesting fact. Uh, Latin America, as well as probably as is Global South as well, uh, about 70, 60 percent, 60, 65 percent, you know, depending on the country that you look at, are, uh, the population is 35 years and younger. And so we have a really, really young generation that is coming up and that is taking by storm the media. And the uh, conversely, if you think about it this way, majority of pastors and, and community leaders are 35 years or above. Right. So we, 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 what we're working on now is how do we pass, you know, the relay baton, you know, onto this newer, not younger generation that is more able, more flexible, and also speaks more the language of the uh, general population of the culture. Mm-hmm. And so that is the challenge that we're facing. That is what we're trying to tackle. That is what we're trying to make sure that, you know, the new generation, which by the way, is not that new anymore, but the current generation would speak up and would be able to gain access to uh, the uh, media channels and, and, you know, be able to connect with the people with the content that is necessary, relevant and purposeful these days. Mm-hmm. 
in in my trips throughout Latin America, both as a professional uh, documentary filmmaker, TV director, but also as a speaker and teacher, it, you what you're describing is an, a real challenge in that most of the pastors at right now are over or 35 or older or or much older, and the content creators, the the media creatives, so to speak, are anywhere from 15 to 35. And a lot of times it's the older leader that holds the, the, the keys to the door in the sense of both in finances and vision. And if the leader at the top who's older doesn't have that vision uh, or only sees the vision as the, they're, they're having an open Bible, a microphone, a pulpit and a TV camera to preach, um, then things sort of get stuck. And it can, it can be, I'm going to be using, again, the polite word, it's, it's a challenge. I think, though, and believe that the next five to 10 years are going to be, should the Lord tarry, be absolutely incredible because young people that have grown up with media virtually all of their lives are going to work their way up to positions of being those leaders in the next five to 10 years. And their vision of media is gonna be different than the current leadership's media. Do I have that about right? Yeah, that is correct. As I said before, fortunately, the, the current generation of younger leaders are really bold and they're, they're actually not waiting in line, you know, to get the, <laughs> To, to get the keys that you're mentioning you know, that, that, you know, the older pastors or, uh, or generation is holding. So whether you like it or not, um, you know, George Barna, uh, as, as many of the listeners will know, he, he's sort of the uh, statistical guru, if you will, for evangelicals in North America. He wrote several years, uh, a little book that's called Revolution. And in it, he said, you know, in 10, 20 years, which is right now, uh, the book is a, is a bit older already. He said, you know, we will, we will experience a, a, the media revolution in such a way that people will no longer go to the, to the building that's over there in a couple blocks from my house to go listen to the pastor preach his message there because we will be consuming all, getting all our spiritual nourishment, if you will, uh, through media. Right. And through media that is being held in a phone. Now, he back in this book, I think is over 10 years old. Smartphones weren't, you know, as readily available as they are right now. So in essence, this is this is it now. So there is really no way out. Uh, and that is the good thing. You know, I was reading uh, Matthew chapter 24 and, and it says, Jesus says, you know, and this gospel shall be preached throughout the world and then will be proclaimed throughout the world and then the end will come. So in other words, we're experiencing something that is of, of uh, biblical proportions. The gospel is being proclaimed by very people that you wouldn't think of that they would do it because it is so easily available to everyone. And that is what I'm saying is I'm thankful for that because this younger generation doesn't have to wait in line for succession. Uh, they can just take it and they're doing it and they might not be doing it right, but they're doing it. Sure. So that's where you and me would come in, you know, to help and to say, all right, so, you know, you're doing good. Okay, but tweak this or do that, and you'll be more, you know, have a greater impact in the content. Amen to that. And now I've written down the word re uh, revolution, George Barna, 
Uh, and I'm going to go find that book because it sounds fascinating. I actually worked with George Barna on a TV program, oh, maybe 15 years ago. He said something very interesting. Um, George Barna did. He said a visitor to a church, a visitor, uh, he or she, a family, will decide in the first seven minutes of walking into the church, sitting down, praise and worship, whether they're going to return or not. Yeah. In the first seven minutes, because the first impression is the most important impression. If they're going to come back, it's because they like the message. They like the welcome as, as they came in. They like the um, music and worship service. There was a place for them to park their car. Yeah. Maybe there was a good nursery or kids program for their children. And they felt like, hey, let's come back here. But if they don't like that first impression, you'll never see them again. And, they, and you won't know why they left and yeah. they're just gone. Talk about that. A little yeah, bit. And good coffee and donuts, by the way. Hey, why not? Yeah. Or empanadas, whatever you, whatever yeah. you, you, yeah. you, you've got going. And I would think it's, it's the same in Latin America, uh, a friendly church with friendly people uh, and a good service and an environment. It goes a long way. Enjoying the conversation with Arnold Enns. Join us for the next episode and we'll continue the conversation. You've been listening to the Six Ways to Sunday podcast with Craig D. Forrest, brought to you by Matchstick Media International, dedicated to excellence in media through inspiration, vision, and education. To learn more, visit us on the web at matchstickmedia.org. That's matchstickmedia.org. Your generous donations, large or small, help defray costs for producing this creative podcast. Thanks for listening and subscribing.